You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you tuned in today. I want to talk to our church family about the greatest gift that God has given us. Now, probably a lot of ways we could answer that. Obviously, we all want to give the Sunday school answer and say, Jesus is the greatest gift. And of course he is. But as Jesus has gifted his church, I want to ask you, what is the greatest gift he's given us? Stop and think about it a minute. Listen, we know that Christ has sent the Spirit to us, that we've been filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit has brought miraculous gifts to the church. Prophecy, signs and wonders, wisdom, discernment, love, mercy, generosity. So when you have a church, body of Jesus, that is this gifted, this blessed, with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, what is the greatest gift that God's Spirit has brought to the church? Well, the Bible answers this question for us, and it might surprise you. According to the scripture, the very greatest gift that God has given the church is love. And I want to talk to you about that today. So in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, 13, and 14, Paul is writing to a church that's in the middle of sort of a status battle. They're quarreling over what's the greatest spiritual gift. And it just seems that the people who are speaking in tongues and the people who are prophesying, that they're sort of arguing about which gift is greater or more powerful. Is my gift greater or is your gift greater? Which ones should we hold in highest esteem? Which ones should we give the most status to? Well, Paul writes into the middle of this tension. And in chapter 12, he talks about spiritual gifts, and especially those gifts. In chapter 14, same thing. He talks about the spiritual gifts, especially speaking in tongues and prophecy. But in chapter 13, he shows us the way. He gives us the compass to navigate the tension. And not only does they do that, but he shows us the greatest gift. So in chapter 12, verse 31, Paul says, Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And everybody immediately goes quickly to signs and wonders and knowledge and prophecy and speaking in tongues. But Paul begins chapter 13 this way. He said, I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels... But do not have love. I'm only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Let's talk about generosity. Verse 3 says, If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship so that I may boast, but do not have love, I am nothing. Paul says that love is the greatest gift. He tells us that as this age gives way to the age to come, love will never fail. It'll never give out. Prophecy and faith and hope will eventually run out because there'll be no more need for prophecy when God is speaking directly to us and over us. There'll be no more need for hope when the things we hoped for are actually our reality, when we live in a new heaven and a new earth. No more need for faith when all the things God promised have become sight, when we're living in them. So ultimately, hope's going to last the longest. It's the thing that we're doing now that we're going to be doing in heaven. For Paul, hope is the most powerful gift. He says this in verse 13, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. 
Church family, I want you to let that soak in. Of all the powerful things that God gave the church, love is his greatest gift. If we had the ability to heal, love would be greater. If we had all knowledge and we could sort out these sticky arguments that we wrestle over generation after generation, well, love would still be greater. Paul tells us that love is the greatest gift God's given the church. And the good news is that every single one of us can be filled with the love of God and love one another. Like This is a gift that every one of us can bring to each other, can bring to the church, can take to the lost world. It's not hard for us to understand. It may be hard for us to choose, but it's not hard for us to understand. And Paul says love is the most powerful gift. So church, if we want to change the world, well, use the most powerful gift. And you might say, okay, I could use some direction, education. What do you mean? What does it look like? So, well, what does Jesus kind of love look like? Well, the Bible tells us that love is not that we've loved God, but that he loved us and sent Christ to be a sacrifice for our sins. The Bible says that God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible says that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So when we learn what God's love looks like, we recognize immediately that it's not self-centered. It's very sacrificial. it's, It's for the glory of God. It's for serving the other people. But let me offer you this. Paul actually gives us a definition, a working definition that just shows us what love looks like in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, verse 5, and verse 6. Listen to me. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So if, if, you, if you say, I want the greatest gift, well, the greatest gift is love. And if you say, well, what does it look like? How do I love, not in a worldly love, but how do I love with a Jesus love? Well, Paul gives you a beautiful definition. How different would our marriages look if we began to love one another that way every day? Not self-seeking, not envying, keeping no records of wrong. How different would love look if we weren't boastful or prideful or rude? So church, what if we practice this with our kids in our marriage, with friends at school, maybe even with the bully at school? Like what How different would church look if guests felt this every time they walked in? And many of them do because our church is loving. But I just want to challenge us with this idea that the most powerful gift that God gave the church is love. So church family, let's love well. This is something you're good at. God bless you, Carterville. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Let's make sure that Carterville Baptist Church is a church where the love of God is on full display. God bless you. Can't wait to see you on Sunday.